What's going on, everyone? This is another episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire Hustle. It's your host, Jevin LeFave. Today, I am bringing back on recurring guest, Emil Tracy, huge Suns fan, Canucks fan, sports enthusiast. Uh, today was a great episode. We talked about the Russell Wilson trade, Aaron Rodgers re-signing, some early free agent franchise tags, some free agent uh signings mike williams for example Devonte adams chris godwin um uh bobby wagner being released it was a cool little talk about the nfl kind of diving into something last minute uh we talked about the nhl is brock besser on the move we shall see uh and we talked about the nba are the suns still being underappreciated even though they're first in the west can memphis contend victor oladipo makes his return and then we do a little game. I test uh, Emil Tracy on guessing the player's career path. So I give him a career path, and he has to guess what player matches that. And uh, it was a cool little segment there to keep you guys entertained. No time for the press questions, but get those questions in. We still like answering your questions. I know I'm forgetful of asking, but flood the DMs at any sort of time, any moment. I'm never, I'll never shy away from it. But, yeah. Uh, if you're if you're listening, head over to YouTube if you want to watch. Um, leave a rating review on anywhere you get your podcast and enjoy the episode. It's episode 87 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire Hustle. It's your boy Jevin LaFave. And today I welcome back BCIT, my guy, reoccurring yes. guest, Emil yeah. Tracy. How's it going, my guy? How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going good, man. I'm just looking forward to spring break at this point, man. Oh, just counting Lord. down the days till spring break, man. Counting down the days. Man, yeah, even I'm, then, though. Yeah. Still got some work to do. Oh, 100%. Yeah, everyone, like SFU, like every other university, when they went on reading break, they are just like, yo, Jevin, you want to go golfing tomorrow? Like at 12? And I'm like, got class. And they're like, oh, you're not on reading break? I'm like... Nope. Nah, man, I got a fucking like month till that happens. Like, <laughs> we got spring breakers, man. We yeah. get the spring break. <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. Yeah, like, we're yeah. just like a come like a month off of everyone else, and then they're just out here having a good time. Yeah, I feel like we also finish like a month later too, because like we end like end of May too, so we don't even end like start of May. So yeah, it's... go a little further further yeah. in. BCIT absolutely shafted us, but <laughs> a little bit, a little bit on the sketch, a little yeah. bit. How's uh, I mean, we're all doing the same stuff in school, but how's uh, is it kicking your ass or uh, how you, uh, how you handling it? Kicking my ass. I mean, I feel like there's just certain things that are you know a bit tougher than others, but I feel like this term has been pretty kind to this yeah. point. Uh, just looking forward to what practicum is going to be like. Uh, yeah. That might be a bit of a shock. I'm not too sure what to expect at at that. But I mean, for for the for the most part, it's been pretty good. Honestly, not too bad. Brian uh, constantly sends out emails about opportunities. Have you jumped on any of them at all? Have you applied? To uh, I I feel like I'm a little too late to the party when that happens. I was going to try to do that BCIHL the uh, that scoreboard thing for the YouTube last week, but. Uh, one of my classmates actually hopped on that before I could, but yeah, I mean, I'm keeping an eye out for those because there's a lot of good opportunities to send out yeah. all the time, man. By the way, that uh, um, score clock, SFU, job, right? yeah, that was SFU, and uh, my cousin Mitch Ledger, shout out, he's actually the man behind the name of the podcast. He uh, he suggested it to me. 
captain of SFU. Congrats to the SFU men's hockey team. Undefeated season, beating uh, v- beating VIU in the finals, two nit, two zip. Yeah. Shout out to the boys. Shout out, dude. Undefeated season. That is that's that's a good that's a good accomplishment right there. And the fact that you know the captain, that's big time right there. Oh yeah. Cousin, cousin, oh, cousin. Side. Oh, it's your cousin. Sorry, my bad. Oh, that's my oh, guy. Yeah. That's your guy. Yeah. Is he bringing the, is he, is he gonna be bringing the trophy home for a little visit? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Hometown visit. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> bring bring the, the bring the parade. Bring the yeah. parade. Bring it to the home rink. Have the kids take a sip out of it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's kissing the cup. Yeah, I got to make it happen. Dude, he'll be signing autographs in no time, buddy. Oh, of course. (laughs) Put his uh, used jersey in the lobby of the rink. (laughs) Come on, I got to do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring it home for the boys. But Get it in a frame. Get it in a frame ASAP. 100%. But, yeah, shout out to to the SFP men boys. uh, I caught some of the game, and it uh, it was good hockey, man. It was a, it was a good pace. It was a, yeah. yeah, it was definitely some good hockey, but I, know, I wish I was able to see it. Honestly, it would have been fun to just watch that. Cause I mean, I love hockey and just watching at least some BC, you know, college it's good yeah. stuff. I've seen the best of the best here in, in university and college. It's sweet. Yeah. hundred percent. Especially the finals, the compete levels oh, is yeah. just a little bit higher, but, oh, yeah. but Emil, I, uh, I got a, uh, tell us to the pod. I had myself quite a, quite a morning. This morning? This morning, yeah. I had myself quite a morning. Uh, so, so BC gas prices have, you know, shot up. A little bit, okay. yeah. $2 a liter. Not ideal. Not ideal. <laughs> Not ideal. And for, for a kid like me who drives to school, it's about a 40-minute drive there and back. Yeah. BCIT parking's 550. Wallet thins out a bit. Gas tank empties a lot quicker. You know, I'm filling up like every four days, right? It sucks. My car isn't the greatest. It's about a hundred bucks to fill up. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hop on the SkyTrain bus uh, bandwagon for a bit. Help and, the wallet out a yeah. bit, right? And honestly, it's not even that bad. It's like an extra like 10 minutes to my trip. It's not bad at all. It's like a five minute bus ride once I get off Brentwood right by BCIT. And it's like a 25 minute SkyTrain ride. Not bad at all. Not and, bad. The parking's a dollar fifty less all day, and this SkyTrain station's five minutes from my house. You can't beat it. It's honestly not bad at all. So yeah. I give myself just an hour and fifteen to get there, just so I can you know give myself a little comfort room, and yeah. leave my house at eight fifteen. I decide to take a different way to the SkyTrain station, but as I'm going, I go to turn left into the parking lot. There's a median there that I never noticed. So I can't turn left into the parking lot. So I have to turn onto the street that I usually take, make it pull into a parking lot, make a U-turn, wait out of light, come back in, you know, adds an an extra five minutes. Okay. It was a little bit of a detour. A little bit of a detour. I'm like, okay, I go pay for parking, run up the SkyTrain station. I see people coming down. I'm like, all right, I got, I got to hurry up. All I hear is doom, doom. I run to this train, doors closed right in front of my face. And I'm like, you're no, I'm like, you're no. kidding me. You're kidding me. So oh, then I have to, in the face, man. Yeah. So I have to wait an extra, you know, a couple minutes. SkyTrain isn't too bad for that. Yeah. And then, so I'm on the ride, get my AirPods in. I'm, I'm scrolling through Canucks Twitter, you know, and that's a rabbit hole in itself. Yeah, I know. You're falling down right. the rabbit hole if you're on Yeah. 
I listen to a podcast as well. I look up and I'm like, hey, I have about four or five stops. Look down. I look back up and I'm like, okay, Gilmore. Now I look and I'm like, fuck, Gilmore's the stop after Brentwood where I had to get off. So I missed my stop. And it, and I have class in like 15 minutes and I'm like, oh my oh, man. God, man. So I have to get off at the next one, which is two <laughs> stops down. Hot, like go back up, <laughs> have to pay and then pay again, go back up, go back two stops, get off at Brentwood. And then I get to my bus and then, and I was only late, like five minutes. Oh, dude. So the bus was, must have been going a little faster. Well, the bus is pretty good. It comes like every like eight minutes. Oh, that's solid. And I got there and it came it was like right there pretty much. Yeah. I have to walk like five minutes to the stop where it picks you up but yeah. it came like two minutes after i got there and it's like only like five stops to bcit but yeah. man dude it was sounds um, like a trek dude it was so much like i when i missed my stop at the sky train station <laughs> i really debated like should i just go home like it's just like <laughs> if i only had that one class i would i probably would have just gone home like you know yeah. this is not my yeah. day today it's not my day i'll take the l no. on this one no, absolutely. I mean, it's not like your teacher wasn't late either, though. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he didn't show up. The fuck <laughs> he actually was... didn't show up. Yeah, you're right. The other guy taught the class. I swear he's putting in more hours than our actual teacher. But oh, he's he's working overtime, buddy. For sure. Time and a half. Yeah. Well, that's a tough that's a tough way to start your morning. For yeah, sure. it, it was a, it was a tough morning. But I'm like, Dad, you're not going to believe the morning I've had. <laughs> you're not missing that stop again. Yeah. Though, eh? Oh no, I yo on my way home I kept my head on a swivel. I'm like, there's no chance I'm missing. Yeah, anything. buddy. I'm yeah, no naps, nothing. I gotta stay awake. Yeah. That's it's hilarious, man. But anyways, let's uh so this is gonna be a big episode of mail. Yes, it will some be some big news came out today. There's been some big happenings around some major sports leagues throughout the past week. So uh we're gonna start off with the biggest news out of the mall. Russell Wilson, longtime Seahawk, vet in the league, arguable top eight quarterback in the league, gets traded to Denver. Denver has been a hotspot for potential quarterbacks this offseason, and the big one was Aaron Rodgers, but we'll get to him in a bit. But <laughs> yeah, Russell Wilson is traded from Seattle to Denver for a quite a big haul for a for Drew Locke. QB Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, and defensive end Shelby Harris. A 2022 first-round pick, ninth overall. A 2022 second-round pick, 40th overall. 2023 first and second-round pick. And a 2023 fifth-round pick. For uh, And going back to Denver is Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick, I believe, in 2022 as well. So... Emil, I don't know how much you follow football, but I think to anyone, any casual, this yeah. looks like a big trade. So what are your thoughts on it when you first like saw it? Well, when I first saw that, I mean, I, I was hearing during the season that, you know, Wilson was kind of looking at maybe getting traded, all the rumors and stuff going on. And I was like, all right, well, like I know he's been a long time Seahawk, right? He's been with the team for like a decade, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's not easy losing a guy you've had, you know, running your offense for a decade. So I can only imagine being a Seattle like fan right now. That must be tough. And I mean, what are they going to do now? Right. 
I mean, they got a lot of picks, but I mean, you got to pick the right people. And we know being from Vancouver, I mean, just because you have a prospect doesn't mean that you're going to pick the right guy. Yeah. So it's like, I understand because he probably wanted to get out of there. Right. But I, I don't know. I feel like how old is he? How old is Russell Wilson? He's in his thirties, right? 32. 32. Mm-hmm. So hey, he's got a few years left. Absolutely. I mean, a good, good amount left actually. And then probably. So we'll see. I think, I feel like Denver probably won the trade in my opinion, but uh, I mean, we'll see how it goes next year. It'll just be interesting to see what the Seahawks will look like. I think personally, I feel like it's going to be a huge adjustment for them because they're so used to having that guy. And then I think they're going to be missing that key guy that they're going to depend on for the rest of the season next year. No, I totally, excuse me. I totally see where you're coming from because Denver's always been a team where they're just been, they've just been a quarterback away because yeah. they got a guy in Jerry Judy He's been in the league for a couple of years and he was top five amongst receivers in creating separation, but he was also in top five of most balls overthrown. And so that just shows you that he's doing his job, but the quarterback isn't. Yeah. Like so there's Denver, just that missing piece. Yeah, exactly. So Denver's always had the narrative of they've, they're just a quarterback away and they could seriously contend for like a Super Bowl. Yeah. And, you know, they got Peyton and they went to two Super Bowls. They lost to Seattle. Ironically, isn't that, isn't that funny? Isn't that yeah. funny though? I saw that. Ironically. Too. Like, what are the odds of that? Um, and I believe, I just saw this today, that Russell Wilson is the first quarterback in history to go to the team that he's beaten in the Super Bowl. That's no, a, other, no other quarterback has done that. I mean, when you think about that, that's like ironic as yeah. hell. Yeah, and it was a blowout too, so it's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Denver's has the pieces. They have some serious weapons. Javante Williams looks like a dog. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick. Those guys are all dogs in their own right. And no, I think I think this is a great uh pickup for Denver, but also Seattle. They needed to blow it up. I feel like, like, like with all this like shit going on last year, I was seeing like I feel like they just needed a new start. But I mean, it will be tough because there's no way they're going to be contending anytime soon. So if you're a fan, it might be a little hard. But I mean, you just got to be patient with it and yeah. hope that they 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 make the right moves right now. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I I wish Wilson the best, honestly. Like yeah. good on him. Like he stayed with. It wasn't like he wasn't loyal to that team. You know, he was there for ten years. I saw they released that Bobby Wagner guy too, right? Yeah. And he came in the te- with the team the same year uh, Russell Wilson did too, right? So it's like they're kind of getting rid. I feel like they're transitioning their team completely right now. Yeah. And I think what they need to do is like, I don't think they necessarily need to so much rebuild as much as like retool. Because mm-hmm. I think they have like some pieces on offense. Like they have Tyler Lockett and DK yeah. Metcalf. And I mean, yeah. Drew Locke isn't the answer. I don't think he will be, <laughs> but he's a decent like placeholder, I guess. Yeah. Because this quarterback class isn't necessarily the greatest but the year after might be better yeah and they do have a first there but they could also maybe use that capital to maybe go for watson or maybe even target someone else if like someone comes available so they have the capital to maybe pursue a franchise quarterback yeah and then noah fan is a great piece he's a great tight end great vertical threat 
And then Shelby Harris can is just another stud on the defensive line that they can use. So I think it was a win-win. Yeah. Um, Scott Ani, recurring guest, set H rep, just like you at BCIT. Yeah. He says it was a rare lose-lose trade. He I, thought saw it was, too. I saw that too. Yeah, he thought it was a lose-lose. So I'm really interested to see his perspective on it because I can't understand that Russ is aging, but he could be the missing piece to Denver. Just have so, to wait and see, man. Like that's yeah. just it is. like you'll just have to see how they gel together and wait for it, man. But I mean, it's it's big, big news for sure coming out yeah. of, of the NFL today for sure. Yeah, it's just a tough spot for Seahawks fans because it's just that transition <laughs> period between. It's just like you're finally like biting the bullet on like it's just it's not 2014 yeah. anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's not 2014 yeah. anymore. So and it just wasn't a good season for them either this year. Yeah. Like didn't even make the playoffs, didn't look that great. Like because I also look at it like this. The other teams in their division, once Seattle gets good, the other three teams in their division might be on the decline. So it, it could be Seattle's division. Um, in a few years because yeah. they're starting to rebuild now while the other three teams are kind of like going for it. So San Francisco is a bit in a better position than Seattle because they're still young while competing. But I mean, Seattle could be competing for the top of the division in a few years. They just have to go through a few crappy years in order to get there. But that's yeah. what it takes in order to get back on top. Right. have to be patient, man. Yeah. Like, we know that, man. You have yeah. to be patient the thing with us. The Canucks. We weren't patient, but we needed to be patient. And patience is what got Lyndon fired. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that Russell Wilson news. um, I'm sure in future episodes when we really talk about NFL trade deadline, we will talk about it a bit more once everything else kind of shapes out. But this was a big shock in the NFL world. And another shock is what actually came first. In the day, Aaron Rodgers, everyone was kind of skeptical on what his future was like. People were like, is he going to Denver? Is he going to Pittsburgh? Right. There's uh, some people said the Colts. There's a lot of um, different options on the table, but he decides to go back to the pack and re-signs four years, $200 million dollars making him the highest paid player in NFL history. Is it is it 200 mil though cuz I saw even he tweeted that it, it I mean, yeah, it's all hearsay, but Schefter tweeted it and despite his mistake with the Brady retirement, I do trust the Schefter tweet, but All right, well, I mean, 200 mil is just insane. Yeah. 153 guaranteed. Yeah. So he's so, making, I mean, if you four years, right? He's 38, he'll be 42 by the time it's over. 50 mil a year. Of course, he's going to sign that deal. Man. Yeah. Of course, you're going to sign that. Yeah. Deal. If you walk away from that year, MVP legit. last year, too, yeah. right? So, back, like, back to back MVPs. Yeah. Back to back, man. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Give him a bag. Give him the bag. Yeah. I mean, like, he deserves it. It's just a matter if he wanted it. And no, it's, uh, yeah, That's if okay. it is if it is satire, then my apologies for the left no, side no. heavy, but I'm going based off Shefty reports. But I mean, if this is all true, that's quite the deal that he got. And I I think like with his play style, he doesn't play overly aggressive. He I think his play can carry on 
And two, I think he can still play late, like mid, not mid 40s, but I think the contract might look bad in his final year. Yeah, I think, but I still think that it won't be as bad. The only bad thing that makes us look bad is Jordan Love because they drafted him to take over Aaron Rodgers, but now he just signed for four years, 50 sheets a year. What do you do with Jordan Love? Like, do you ship him off somewhere? Does he go to Seattle? Do you trade him to Seattle? Does Seattle want to give Jordan Love a look? Like, what's in it for him now? Because he's probably like, yo, you guys drafted me in the first round to, like, take over this guy. And you decided to bring him back. Like, I understand it's Rodgers, but, like, now what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah, no, big time. I mean, he's probably like, shit, like, what's my spot on this team now for the next few years? Yeah. I mean, and, like, they always do need a backup QB, but, like, damn, like, you are you picked them in the first round, right? So, yeah. Dude, dude not, also wants some play time, probably, you know what I mean? So we'll Exactly. So it might be, like, a Jimmy G Patriots situation where it's, like, I feel like I deserve at least a shot to, like, start somewhere mm-hmm. instead of just sitting on the sidelines doing nothing. Yeah, so, it'll be interesting to see the how the Jordan Love situation plays. I out. just, I, I just think the the money in that is just insane, man. Yeah. Like two hundred milli, like a mat, like That's how many crazy. games will he play in a year? Like how many games? Seven, seventeen regular season games. Like imagine the mat, like when you look down at it, the amount of money he's getting per game is just insane. It's laugh out loud funny. Laugh out loud money, dude, and it's, yeah. it just blows my mind that you can just pay. For a guy yeah. like that and just he's getting, he's getting like three mil a game almost yeah like i think yeah no 17 just just under just, yeah just under three mil insane how, how good, good for the guy though go for go for a, a three-peat mvp let's go he needs a ring though he needs he a ring he does I mean, more than an mvp he needs a ring you know why that's probably why they're saying hey buddy we're yeah. paying you the big bucks now bring it home but I mean, what helps them is uh, they franchise tag Devontae Adams. So they bring back a um, star receiver for another year. Uh, I believe the cost for a franchise tag for receivers is 20, 20 mil. Mm-hmm. So Devontae Adams is coming back. They're going to run it back run it back once again. And hopefully the story ends a little bit different this year. But yeah, it's uh I mean, you, you would you would hope they would try to run it back, especially if you're gonna be paying them that kind of that kind of money. You'd hope to be like, okay, buddy, like we'll give you another chance with with the with the core group that we had and let's see what we can do next year. You know what I mean? Because they 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 just they just got eliminated, man. Like they were just yeah. gone. Yeah. And it was like they didn't even have a chance, they just had one game, bang, done. You're gone. Yeah, at home too. Yeah, yeah. Like they had the the bye week, right? And then bye, see you later. Yeah. Like that's just so tough, especially for your MVP to just go out like that, man. Like he'll he'll be one, he'll be coming for blood next year, I feel like, but we'll see how, how it shapes out. You know what I think Green Bay needs? Because they've had the 13 and 3 seasons. I think they need like a like they're playing for a playoff spot. That's yeah. what they need to get over the hump. Yeah. Because they've had so many seasons where they've clinched by like week 12 and they're playing the next five weeks just like we don't need to play like, for anything. So I think they need to like, oh shit, we're like two and three right now. Like we need to like, yeah, we need to play football. They need, they need to feel like they're playing for ur- like, like yeah. urgency. Like they got some sort of urgency. They got to be competing hard. You know what I mean? Like before yeah. the playoffs come. 
obviously don't go out there and like try to win every game, of course. But I think what could help them is like, like if they're like not playing the best mm-hmm. or if they're like losing games, I think it's like for the better because they're going into the playoffs. Like, yo, we're, they're still riding that high going into it. You know, they're not coming off like an yeah, eight game winning streak going into the playoffs. Like, yeah, at some point, that's going to like you're due for a loss. Right. Yeah. And, and it's also a mental thing, definitely. Yeah. Right? Going into there being like, oh, yeah, like it shouldn't be easy. But I mean, we haven't lost in eight games. I mean, yeah. winning's easy to us. Right. And yeah. I think it's never that is I- easy, but you know. I think the ideal situation is going into the playoffs on like a three game winning streak. Yeah. Or at least on a, on a bit of a high win streak, but you know, like you, you know what it's, you know, there's a sense of urgency to it. Like, you know, like every, like, I feel like that bye week also is like, you know what I mean? Like it can definitely sometimes play in your favor or it can not, you know what I mean? I agree. Because it's tough not playing, you know, like when you don't play, like, look at like, if you don't, if you're a couple games off, sometimes you kind of lose that spark. And sometimes you, if you're not with the core group of guys either, you know, it can kind of, you lose the, you, you lose the motive a bit, but 100%. That's, what you get paid, that's what you get paid to do though. Right. And you, it's, yeah. it's down to it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another news, Chris Godwin, wide receiver for Tampa. He also got franchise tag. I was kind of hoping that maybe Patriots went for this guy, but he was too good. Not to just let walk. So I understand why Tampa did that. Really great receiver. Another receiver, Mike Williams, signs a three years, $80 million contract with the LA Chargers. I don't know if you know much about this guy, Emil, but he is a receiver who has the stat lines. Like he'll have a stat line of six for 180 and two touchdowns. But then the next like two weeks, you'll have like three catches for 34 yards or four catches for 21. Like you'll have like hot and cold, like weird stat lines. But his breakout season start his breakout season started coming when Justin Herbert came in mm-hmm. and he started like showing a lot more consistency. Like he was still getting not like getting over like 100, but he was still getting like 80 yards, 95 100 and then he had like a 203 touchdown game like he he started playing a little bit more and he's like 27 turns like 28 in october so i think me and hayden shout out to hayden recurring guest on the pod uh we were talking about this earlier and we both said that i think we think it's an overpayment but in free agency, same with hockey, any sport, you overpay in free agency. Like, that's just the deal. Yeah. And I think that L.A. would be dumb to just let him walk. Yeah. So Because he's shown incredible yeah. numbers, obviously. Yeah. You just got to kind of, like, feed him the ball. You need some volume there. And his play style can be aggressive. So, like, the health concerns may oh, catch yeah. up to him. Like yeah. he's a jump ball receiver. He's the best, like 50-50 ball. Like one of the best. Yeah. In the league. He almost wins like every jump ball. And like he's unbelievable. So yeah. it's just a matter of like health can like might catch up to him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's a great receiver. And I think he'll flourish with Herbert. So I think it was good to bring him back because yeah. he just had to, I think. Yeah, I think I think with that, you just gotta find us some sort of consistency. 
and then you'll be good. But yeah, I mean, if, if he's playing that aggressive, you health concern is always a thing, man. Yeah. Always a sure. thing. Like just, just that's tough though. Like you hope it never happens, but I mean, cause you love when guys play hard, man. You gotta yeah. love it. But yeah, no, that's three years, 60 mil. That's, I mean, yeah, it's tough. three years, 80 mil, 80 mil. Did I say oh, 60? No, I thought I, I'm just seeing here, but okay. 80 mil. Damn. Is it 60? I thought it was 80. I just did I read it wrong? It says three years 60. Damn. Hey, but still 20 oh. million. Is am I uh three years 60 mil? Yeah. Yo, no, yeah, I'm wrong. I am wrong. Do you know what? Not an overpayment. <laughs> I think it was a great 20 contract. Million year? 20 million because me and Hayden were talking, we were thinking like 17 to 18 would be perfect for him. So do you know what? 20 mil? I think I, I thought it was 80. I must have like read it wrong. Yeah. Wow. It's not horrible. I mean, no, I think I think that's a good contract then. Cause that's uh because the franchise tag is right around 20. And franchise um, tag. Dang. And that's basically the franchise tag annual for just an extra couple of years. So you know what? I think that was a great contract. Never mind then. That's my bad. <laughs> we, <laughs> just talk, we just talked for like three minutes about a completely wrong contract. <laughs> what an idiot. But um yeah. Good no. for Mikey. Good for Mikey. Good for Mikey. And he's on my dynasty team, so like he better no. butcher up. Yeah, he sounds like a good fantasy player. <laughs> he yeah, he can be. He can either get me like three points or like twenty-eight. It's like yeah. one of the two. So you're picking them every every second you, week. <laughs> you go for the high ceiling, you know. Yeah, but yeah, guys. Um, free agency hits um March sixteenth. So there's gonna be a free agency pod. I might maybe even maybe push back. Um, but we might just do a free agency preview or something, or just like mm-hmm. completely talk about the week's worth of signings and stuff. Uh, the following week after free agency. So more uh, NFL talk will be coming in the off season, but Emil, I'm going to plug in my laptop first. Oh, because my laptop's almost dying. Where is it? Can't have your laptop dying. Oh no, no, can't happen. But uh, we're going to talk about some NHL. Let's get it. Um, the trade deadline is upon us and our Canucks are making the headlines. We always are, man. Hey, so the whole name for like basically a ton of the season was JT is JT Miller getting traded. And it seems to be that within the Canucks organization, Bruce has talked to Jim saying that he's the heart and soul of the team. And he's basically the train or the engine that's running it. And like he keeps things light. And according to Demko, he says like he keeps things light in the room. He's a locker room guy. Great for chemistry, all that. Brock Besser has slid to the top of the higher and higher on the trade bait board. And he seems to be likely to be traded. What are your thoughts on Brock Besser being gone and like do you think it should uh, happen I mean depending on what we get for him um I think if we can strengthen our D I don't think we need anything offensively I think if we can strengthen our D core for Besser 
I wouldn't be as mad at it. Obviously, I I mean I love Brock Besser. Like I mean like he he sometimes he makes mistakes, dumb dumb passes in the slot to the other guys and stuff. But like he is a he is a good guy to have on your team. He's got a good shot. Sometimes he goes through slumps and stuff. But you know what? I think if he were to go, I would definitely want him to go rather than JT Miller. Like you said, like JT's looking like he's not going to move. So I'd rather have Besser go. But uh, if we were to get rid of him, I would definitely be sad. But it would definitely have to depend on what we get in return for him. And I think one thing the Canucks need is a better decor. And if yeah. we can kind of start building a, maybe a little bit of a stronger defensive mind, if we could get a more defensive minded player or like a two AD um, right-handed or something would be nice, but uh, that'd, that'd be solid in my opinion. So there's Bowen Byram's name has been, I saw that too. The mix. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, he's got too many health issues. I don't want it right now, to be honest with you. He's got yeah. he's dealing with too many concussions, and he actually played uh, DHA here, and and uh, he's a great player, man. Like on Colorado, like he 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 fits that team too, like a young, fast team, all skilled. But this poor guy, he's just going through some health issues right now. So I wouldn't want to deal with that right now because what I don't I don't want to trade Besser for someone who's not going to be playing for you know half the season or missing out on like games that are important you know what i mean like we want a guy that's going to be consistently yeah. there right he's in his early 20s and he's considered retirement yeah because like it's because of his concussions. concussions man like it's bad yeah think about the did you see uh paul is it paul walker our assistant coach who got hit in the the head and then he's dealing with vertigo now and stuff yeah like it's like he hasn't come back since then. It's been like over a month, I think, or something. And it's like, yeah. man, if it's something with your brain and it's not going well, it's it's not easy for you to play a high impact sport yeah. like hockey, man. So sad to see a guy with that much skill contemplate retirement at such a young age. But I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Health comes first always, yeah, man. Hundred percent. And you just gotta think that if everything was completely fine and there was no concern about his health, his name wouldn't be available. So obviously oh, Colorado, no, no. Colorado would keep him easy. Yeah. So obviously Colorado's like, ah, we're not too sure where he is. Yeah, we can make him available because like you can take his health concerns. Like if you want, and we'll take a goal scoring winger. Yeah. So we'll take we'll take Besser on our team. Like yeah, he would play on the third line, like fourth yeah. line. Like he wouldn't even be top two, man. Yeah. So yeah, I don't like the Besser trade. Uh, I mean, like. If Besser gets traded and we can get like a right shot defense in top four, like mm-hmm. younger, then like around the same age, just a right shot defenseman yeah. or like, That'd be nice. yeah, that I wouldn't hate that at all. But I mean, for any trade, obviously I'm not looking for a massive W, but if we can like shed some cap, mm-hmm. sure, sure up our D, but like don't trade it like, if say like we did like a Besser for Fiala, like that doesn't really do anything. Like we don't get anywhere with that. So like, no, no. like don't do that. <laughs> no, please. So, yeah, like Fiala's a great Fiala, player. Yeah, I love Fiala, but I mean, but we, it's just like there's no point in it, right? Because they're both it's not like, helping what we need help in with. You exactly. Know? Like we just really need something to help our decor, especially since like kind of injured right now too on that end too. So like we got to figure shit out. Mm. Yeah hopefully we can get someone but i i would hate to see Besser leave honestly but it's the business man it's the business yeah i'm uh that trade uh for ekman larson and garland is looking so bad right now like i i love garland and 
like OEL is playing decent, like yeah. for sure. But that cat space this season would be unbelievable. Yeah. And that first round pick, he like he did a Michigan, bro. Like <laughs> he's looking good as well. But yeah, I, I would take that trade back just so like we could have a bit more cap space to yeah. like maybe go after something else. I just like, love Garland like, so much, man. Garland like, is a beauty, <laughs> but it's I just don't like OEL's contract. Yeah, it's, it's like OEL's. It's OEL's contract that's like really sucking us dry a bit. Like if OEL was making five now, overpaid, overpaid. Yeah, like if he was making. Funny thing is, is, we're paying him seven and a half, but we're not even paying him his full contract. Yeah, he's making like eight and a quarter right now. It's bad. Dude, he's, he's like, I think he's like top thirty or top twenty most paid athlete like yeah. NHL players. It's yeah. insane. It's insane. It's so, insane. So if he was making like. Like him and Garland should switch contracts, and that would be like fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I would be a le- like less mad about it, you know. Yeah, but he should. OEL, like he should be making like four five. and a half, five, yeah, five maximum. He's five yeah. max. And then Tyler Myers is like three and a half, three if you're on the that. <laughs> yeah, so it's just we're paying way too much money to our defense for a defenseman, and it's just it's just tough. So it's holding us back, man. It, it, it is because like Demko's he's the one that's saving our ass or for our defenseman, man. Like honest to God, if we had if we didn't have Demko, there's no way in hell we'd be even close to a playoff spot right now. There's no chance. Our defense is just atrocious sometimes, man. It's yeah. just atrocious, and it's like that's what really needs to get better. Obviously, our offense can have, but like our offense, that is like our weapon right now. Our defense, I mean, we get some points from them and stuff, but I love Hughes. I, I, I've enjoyed Luke Shen, honestly. I think he's been a great addition. Yeah, he's a great like sixth defenseman. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, I like how he's paired up with Hughes too. So, it's, you know, they, they play well off each other, but we just, we just need to strengthen our decor big time, big time. Brad Hunt's not cutting it, man. If, if you had to label, uh, four untouchables on the Canucks. Bang, on the Canucks, who are the four untouchables for you? Huh? Like, I get the trade deadline or off season. I don't know. Let me think. Okay, well, JT's one of them. I feel like JT's reached that for me. Where I like, I don't want him touched, man. Okay. Um. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think. I mean. At the trade deadline right now? Yeah, or off season. Within this year though. Like Yeah, within this year. Or or even just like in general. Like who are you just like you don't want to give up? Oh man, that's that's tough. Like if like if teams call for this player, you're just hanging up the phone. Okay, Hughes is in there too. But I mean he just signed a contract, so I'm not too worried about him. Um I'm Ma, I don't want Mott to go, man. I don't want Mott to go. But I mean, he's also another one that could go. He could get paid somewhere else more money than he's getting right now because he's he's a great player. His re-sign projection is four years, two and a half. Yeah. I hope he I I, I hope we can keep him. And then I, I want to say Horvat. Really? Those are your untouchables, eh? Yeah. Interesting. What are yours? Demko. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fair. Hughes. Plug in Demko instead of Horvat, honestly. Yeah. Um, Demko Hughes. I haven't given up on Pedersen. And 
Pod Colson. Whoa, that's yeah. a hot take right there. Yeah, he's an untouchable for me. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. What do you what, what what do you see his ceiling as? Sixty points. Sixty points. But, yeah, I could see him doing that. But he is. But how consistent? I don't care about consistency. He's a player that the Canucks haven't had since Burroughs. He yeah. is gritty. He doesn't take shit from anyone. He's strong as an ox. He's deceivingly strong. He is deceivingly he strong. He doesn't look that big, but he can hold his weight against anyone. Yeah. He's pretty I, fast if he gets the wheels going. His shot's pretty good if he can get one through. And he's just... He's good, on, he, he's good at puck protection. I've noticed that yeah. big time, too. He's, he's, he's a hard guy to get off the puck because he's he, strong. He is strong. And to me, he just seems like a player who is willing to like learn and sacrifice his offense to like help the team in any way. Yeah. Like, I think he he'll defend his teammates. He will do the dirty work in the corners in the defensive zone to like make sure some something doesn't gets happen. Yeah, it gets right. Out. And I just like he just shows that like he's in it for the team. And yeah. I just think. Yeah, he's not a flashy player, but to me, I I wouldn't want to give him up, man. I that's fair. Oh. If he could, if he could honestly be like a a consistent like 40, 45, 40, 50 point player, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge for us, man. Yeah, like he doesn't have to play like first line minutes, but no. if he like he can be like a second, third liner, I know that's not what you want out of your first round picks, but he's also not like a Matthews. Or like a yeah, Jack like he's Hughes. literally exactly like what do you like he's, he's like, not that type of player. He's a gritty player. He's a power forward. Like he's a perfect second line player, I think. Yeah. And I, I do like how he doesn't take shit from anyone either. You're right. Yeah. Like, like he's he doesn't like taking shit from anyone. Yeah. Like he'll. That's something the Canucks. I think we talked about it last podcast. Yeah. Like someone with that kind of grittiness. Yeah. He definitely. He definitely's got that in him. Hundred percent. Sure. So that's why he's an untouchable for me. I, that's, I that's can't get rid of a player like him. That's a good list. Yeah, I can't get rid yeah, of I feel like your puck, like my puck Colson is, is Mott. I just love the way that guy plays. Man. Yeah, I love him too. I, just, I, I, I think, love the way he just, he kills penalties. He does the dirty things. He blocks shots. He gets in the shots. He gets the puck out when you need it. And he just does the good. He makes good reads, good decisions almost every time he's on the ice, man. 100%. And it's really impressive to see because, like, it's not easy. It makes it look easy, but making the right read all the time is not. It's really not. No, it's very hard, for sure. Uh, and I always say this. People forget that he played in, on the first line in for the University of Michigan. And he went to the World Juniors a year like Matthews did for yeah. U.S. Like, he played with Kyle Connor and Dylan Larkin at Michigan. And he was like- on... Damn, I, I forgot about that, man. Yeah, and he went to the World Juniors, and he's playing, like, third liner, third line in the NHL. Like, he's a skilled player who's just smart. He's so smart. Yeah. Like, he's – I saw uh, Boudreaux said, like, that that Lamico, who I'm glad is doing a lot better now, honestly. Yeah, dude. I thought he was an absolute liabetic <laughs> on this team. But now he, he's using – his finally using his size a bit. Yeah. Getting into shot lanes and doing the dirty things he's got to do. Yeah. And Highmore's got a motor on him. And that line is nice. Like, like if Boudreaux yeah. says you can put him out there, and he's like, I'm not scared. That's so that, bad's that, They specifically try to put that fourth line against, like, the top the top line against. They're not an easy team to play against in our zone. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, not a team line. They're not an easy line to play yeah. in our zone. They're, they, they do the – 
they do the good things right, and then they get it out, and they'll forecheck so hard on you. And they've been producing. It's nice. It's nice yeah. to see, honestly. Like, finally, man. <laughs> but, bro, like, I'm still not over we got rid of Zach McEwen and signed Chase on. Like, what the fuck is Chase on doing, bro? Like, why is he in the league? Like, why is he in the league? I, I don't know. I find that guy. Um, like, he gets he, he, the goals he scores are like everyone else's work, and it's just like falls on his stack. And it's like, oh, Chase on scored, you know? Yeah, dude. It's so lucky annoying. guy. Lucky it's, guy. Yeah. And I don't know why he's on the line. Wasn't he, like he's putting him on the line with like Pedersen and like who else? I don't get it, dude. I don't get it. <laughs> Like, I like the Hoaglander, Pukholzin, like, Pedersen line. Like, oh, was, dude, that line was beautiful, man. Like, that, like, I don't know why I have to switch it up. Like, Chason's not someone that should be playing with Pedersen. They don't feed off each other at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. Chason's yeah. a fourth liner. You put him out there a couple shifts a period, and that's it. He's a press box dude. Like, he's the guy counting the shots on the whiteboard <laughs> for the team. Like... <laughs> 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 but he's but he's hey JT you got three shots today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious, man. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, Chase on I would have liked to have kept McEwen. Yeah. That's yeah. we talked about that last time. Yeah. I know. But hey, you know what? It is what it is. It is what it is, man. It's just, it's just so dumb. But would have loved to have seen him still on Edmonton, man. <laughs> for sure. Back? For sure. Go sewer someone else. <laughs> yeah. Go sewer Edmonton, bud. Go go Calgary. I hate them. Sewer oh, them. my God. Yeah, Calgary, eh? Fuck them. Fuck them. But, no, the trade deadline is going to be interesting in a couple weeks' time here. Oh, I mean, dude. It's, yeah. You're going to have excited. a lot to talk about. You're going to have a lot to yeah. talk about. I feel it. Yeah, I'm excited for that for sure. Big time. But uh, we got a quote from uh, the Ageless Wonder. Jaramir Jagger says, oh. <laughs> says that Ovechkin will break the goal record. Now, I think this is in like, yes, in favor for everyone. Like, I think a lot of people think he will break it. Yeah. Me being one. What were your, what do you think? Yeah, he will. This? he will. He will. He will. I think he's 130 off right now. Yeah. Uh, and he's got four more years in his contract. Five, four, I think after yeah. this year, he's got four. Oh, yeah. You're telling me he's not going to be able to score. What's that? Just over 40, 40 a year? Like oh, 43 on, a year? Dude, that guy, all he does is score, man. <laughs> That's all he does. Yeah. That guy, you never want to see him in his office on the left circle because it's, no. it's a goal. It's a straight-up <laughs> goal. <laughs> Have like, you seen some of his goals on the power play, man? Like, he'll literally just be standing there? No, he'll, you just you – just, you wait, he waits for it to come, and then it's just bang. And the goalie's yeah. like, where the hell did that go, you know? Yeah. And like the he, back literally, he, he literally won't move. He'll just stand up straight. Stand yeah. up straight with not even a stick on the ice, man. Like he just screws every rule you're taught in hockey. Move your feet, put your stick on the ice. Screw that. I'm waiting for this puck to get to me and I'm wiring yeah. it top shelf. Yeah. Oh, backy or coos has the puck in the corner. Okay, I'm just gonna chill over here. Oh, it's up to Carlson. Okay, let me back up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Put it right in my wheelhouse, and he just buries it short side every single yeah. time. Guy, guy just is uh he's a, a cheat professional, coach. a professional goal scorer. Yeah, and he's been a professional goal scorer his entire career. And I hope he does break the record because you know what? Yeah. He is a legend. Like yeah. Ovechkin's a straight up legend. I totally agree. It's he's... like I'm not a huge Cavs fan or anything, but like the, the the stuff that Ovechkin does, man, like it's not easy to score, and no. he he makes it look easy almost sometimes, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. So I really hope he does. 
Uh, and I don't see how he's not going to because he's he's on track to do it. He's on pace to do it. So yeah, I, uh, how many goals does he have? Like seven hundred and something, almost eight hundred, right? Let me check real quick here. Yeah, I think it's like seven sixty. Close to yeah, that. He's at, at seven sixty four. Jeez, yeah. that's a lot of goals, man. I know, man. In twelve hundred and fifty two games played. Some that's some people's like points per game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like average. that's like that's like a goal every less than every sec every game, like every yeah. second game. So he's that's scoring wild. every second game. So yeah, he's gonna think about that. You got 82 games in the season, he's got 40 goal seasons easy for the next four years, and yeah. he'll beat it. Yeah, it's fucked, dude. He'll set a new record that'll probably be very difficult to beat. Yeah. I hope so. Cause even if he's not scoring at 40 goals, you're just saying that you, you can't just put him on the second line. You can't bury like 20, like throw him on the power play. He doesn't have yeah. to do a ton. Just throw him on the power play. That's 20 right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And all he needs to do is be on that. Once there's a power play, get him out there, get exactly. him out there. <laughs> like he'll be scoring a couple goals each year on the power play. No, a couple of probably 10, 10, 15 goals on the power yeah. play. Year, so yeah. great player. 100%. Love the guy. Um, Columbus retires Rick Nash, number 61. Another guy you got to love, eh? 2010 Olympics Nash, yeah. baby. That was... Honestly. It's so unfortunate, like, how his career ended just with, like, back and neck and head. Who was the last team he was with injured. Boston? <sighs> yes. Oh but, yes. I mean, he... I think Boston. I, I, Nash has some unreal highlight goals, too. Remember that one where he just, like... Against Phoenix? Like, that the dangle one? The, the two the two toeies? And then yeah. The, just nasty. Yeah, the yeah, fact that. that he could, he had the hands at his size was. Oh, was yeah. Like, good size. It was like a Lindros type, but just not as physical. It was crazy. Yeah. they. It's good to see him getting his, his jersey up in the rafters in Columbus. Yeah. They love him over there, too. Like he was yeah. a legend for them. So, for sure. And he's a Canadian, like just a great Canadian player, man. Played on our Olympic team in 2020, won yeah. gold. He was a big yeah. part of that team, too, man. Yeah. Like, so good to, see, good, good to see you. Congrats on to, to Rick Nash, man. What a great career that guy had. For sure. I saw this post and it was like Rick Nash got all those back surgeries because of from carrying Columbus, Columbus for all those years. <laughs> I thought that it was, was just good, man. Like he yeah. was a big body. He just had hands, silky hands, like you said. Yeah. Just a good player. Good shot. Yeah. Disgusting player. Disgusting. Um, disgusting. Last, last point here in the NHL. I thought this one was quite funny but heartwarming as well. Phil Kessel plays one shift. <laughs> I saw that today. To keep that Iron Man streak alive. And, yeah, it plays one shift and then leaves to witness the birth of his child. Gets fist bumps from all the boys yeah. and then heads out of there. Yeah. He keeps his Iron Man streak at 956 games. Holy smokes. Yeah, 956. He's third. Almost at 1,000. Almost at 1,000 here. Yeah, it's... Hey man, you gotta keep the streak going. Hundred percent. The birth of your child can stop yeah. the streak from keep. Like no, yeah. like I'm, I'm playing one shift and I'm out of there. One shift. The kid <laughs> will understand. The kid will oh, understand. Oh, the kid will. will thank him for that. He'll probably. He'll be like, yeah, that's hilarious. You gotta love Kessel for that though. That's good stuff. Right? Oh, huge beauty. Huge beauty. Yeah. Even though he's on the yotes, good for him. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully he gets another shot at a run. Like, hopefully he gets straight to a contender or something. He could help. I mean, the Coyotes just have like, so they could do so much with their team right now, though. I mean, it's well, gonna be 
it's gonna be so weird next year when they're playing in that stadium, man. Like, yeah, I know. Well, what Coyotes... teams? What players gonna want to play there? Like, I'm being honest, man. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, like you, you go like you're playing in your home arena, and like there's like how many fans can there like 2,500 or something? Five thousand. Oh, 5,000 still. Like, you go, you go, you're playing away, and you're like, holy smokes! Like, half where, of them where am are, I? Half of them are gonna be drunk ASU students. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly won't be that bad. Like, no, no, it'll be like college hockey. Imagine being in a, it would be nice to be in a weight team playing there. At least you don't have so much, you know, like, yeah, but it's just like, it's a bad look on the league because that's like an NHL team playing in a college barn. Like, it's just not a good look. But I mean, I'm sure the environment will be sick, but it's just going to be like, bro, this is like an NHL team playing like, like, it's kind of bad look, but it is a bad look. But I mean, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, at least like, because you know when somewhere to play, right? Like, you know when people are like fifty percent capacity, but it'll just like fill up the lower bowl and like close out the upper bowl, mm-hmm. so it just looks more packed than it is. Yeah, that's probably what it's gonna be like. It's gonna look crazy, but it's only like a quarter of a regular NHL arena yeah. there. So most like when you're a fan there, you're really close up to the glass, like you're really close yeah. to the thing, like because it's like slanted like kind of slightly kind of like i feel yeah. like even if you're like up top like you're seeing a lot of like you're yeah. close and you're close there yeah 100 i mean why not it's, it's like you're watching have you seen like those videos of the minnesota high school hockey bro bro where what, why don't i move to minnesota and play high school hockey? dude that, that's living the dream right there you know what i mean like you don't even have to make it to the show you just play no. freaking hockey in minnesota and high school it's yeah. insane the state of hockey man like it's their hockey is the like college football in any other state. Like it's crazy. It, it's sick. Yeah. Like it's so sick, man. Like watching that. Like if I was playing in that, like oh my god, man. The environment <laughs> is a yeah, like like the things I do to play in that kind of atmosphere is just ridiculous, man. Yeah, I envy those kids, man. They're gonna they're gonna miss it. I'll tell you that when they graduate, they're gonna miss playing in front of all those people. Yeah, and that kind of selly and stuff, like scoring big goals in front of that kind of crowd. Yeah, just a regular season game, just a. One one goal and you're like, I would go crazy just because of the environment. Yeah, it doesn't matter, man. Yeah. Like, imagine playing like a like a rival team too, which be anything. So, I mean, they could make the most out of it in, in Arizona. Honestly, if they, yeah. if it's kind of like that kind of environment, could be sick. Yeah, it could be. Could be sick. But uh, yeah, that's some NHL talk, buddy. We're gonna shift over to the sport you know most, <laughs> the BA baby. The BA, the NBA, NBA. the BAN, the Basketball <laughs> Association, that's national. Uh, the national, baby. So, uh, yeah, I just got a few pointers here. And I haven't necessarily been following the NBA as much lately. Just, you know, got life going on, some hockey, some yeah, school homework. But lots of other things what, watching. But What have been your thoughts on the NBA season so far? Because there's been a lot of, like, twists and turns, surprises. And don't necessarily give me the teams that have surprised you yet because I got that question for later on in this topic. Yeah. But what are what's kind of some things that have, you know, caught your attention in different sort of ways that you weren't really expecting? Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like this year – um fairly similar to i mean one thing that has shocked me is i mean the lakers their their struggles that's one thing that has shocked me because i mean i mean like when they got westbrook i was like oh man i mean like this could maybe work out but i mean when you saw them playing together you were like nah like westbrook just he, he doesn't he doesn't fit with like lebron and ad it's just not the greatest fit there 
but who knows? I mean, they could still find, figure it out. But um, that was one shock that I had there was just the Lakers. But, I mean, other than that, like, I don't know. I feel like everything's pretty similar to last year, um, other than a couple other teams overachieving, a couple of teams underachieving. Um, but, you know what? I'll just ask the question now. What teams have surprised you in a positive and negative way? I mean, positive way would be Memphis obviously did not expect John Morant to just absolutely blow up and be like probably the most entertaining NBA player to play in a while. Guy can shoot guy has like that. One of the highest field goal percent, or he's like got like the most, he's got like the highest points in the paint and he's like six foot something. And he's like like a guard, like it's insane. Yeah. Um, And that team's just playing unreal. They're second in the West right now. Uh, Timberwolves, Minnesota, Happy that they're in a play-in spot right now. Love Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell. Love seeing yeah. them succeed right now. And some teams that have sadly disappointed me got to be the New York Knicks, man. What the hell's happening with them? Yeah, they were a team <laughs> they were that... The, they, I think they made it to the... They, they played Atlanta. They lost. They made it to the playoffs. They had a sick series against Atlanta. Yeah, though. And... Now I don't know what's going on with them, but they like they made some acquisitions. Like they got they got Kemba Walker, they got like Evan Fournier, they got some shooters, and like just has not worked. Like Thibodeau's like sitting Kemba Walker for the rest of the season. Like Fournier is just not playing like he was in Orlando. And like they got Cam Reddish too, and like and they got not rid really of him. playing him either. Yeah, so. they got rid of Cam. Cam's playing for oh no, 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 Cam's on New York now. He was with Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He yeah, Thibodeau wasn't even playing him, and it's like you need a shooter, man. And Cam's a shooter. So like, yeah. let them play. Right. But it's kind of sad to see that. I, I honestly don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. Like I actually, I, they have to make a big push right now to make the playoffs. And it'd be kind of sad because like the New York Nick atmosphere when they're in the playoffs in the, in the garden, it's unmatched. Yeah. Unmatched. But like, damn, like they're struggling hard right now, man. They're like the Lakers in the East right now. Like people thought they made these acquisitions during the off season. It was going to work out. And Dude, it's just it just has not gelled together the way they probably expected it to. But hey, man, it happens. Also, the Nets too. Yeah, the Nets have yeah. been and they 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 have had to deal with a lot of injuries and stuff this year with KD and like the Kyrie vaccine, whatever that was, and James Harden not being happy, and now he's gone to Philly and he's happy. <laughs> yeah, James he's, Harden's very happy now. He. Um, by far the most confusing player like he quotes when he goes to brooklyn he's like i'm playing for a team i've always wanted to or whatever and then he goes to philly and then he was like philly's always been my first choice this is where i wanted before. to play yeah, yeah this is where i want it's it's, it's like, really weird because like steve nash said like to like before he got traded he was like uh james harden is not getting traded it's like okay like i mean now i'm not gonna believe anything you say steve yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's really tough for like a coach because it's like I gotta manage all. Yeah, these yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's so a lot of people were kind of questioning whether Steve Nash can be the guy to manage all those egos, and obviously, I mean, yeah, it's a think, it, tough spot though. I think it was. I think it was also hard though because I mean, you have to look at like the teams that are doing well, right? Like not everyone needs the ball in their hands. Mm-hmm. Other guys need to have their roles. And I feel like when you got three dominant players, when you had Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie, who pretty much need the ball to 
function and like make an impact, it's kind of hard to get them all rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, which to bring back to the Lakers point, like Westbrook and LeBron are two guys who, who need the dom- ball, like who dominate when they're, yeah, when they have the ball in their hands. And it's yeah. like, as soon as he went there, I'm like, this isn't going to do anything. Cause like, yeah, Westbrook isn't a spot up shooter. No, no, like he's not. Like so, he's not going to sit in the corner and wait for a spot up during the corner. Yeah. Like that's not his game. His game yeah. is slashing. His game is getting to the hoop, posterizing guys. Like yeah. that's his game. Like drive kick out. Yeah. Like, that's the shit he does. So, and that's why they should have just, instead of gone Westbrook, they should have just gone Buddy Healed, gone a yeah. and then just saved a lot of money. Saved a lot of money. Just I know. Doing that. And, you know, Westbrook could have just stayed in with the Wizards and done his own thing or whatever, gone somewhere yeah. else. But because now, because now Kuzma is balling out this year. I know. I, I like yeah. seeing Kuz doing his thing there. And like, it's nice. Like, they got rid of, I think they, they just got rid of Spencer Dinwiddie and they got like Kristaps Porzingis. And like, that's, that's kind of like the Wizards, they're an interesting team. They did so well at the start of the season. Now they're kind of falling behind, but coming back to reality a little bit. Yeah, coming back because you know the Wizards, man. Yeah. Ever since John Wall, John Wall left, it's just been. Yeah, but, but who knows? Kuzma might. Yeah, handle something. Uh, a team that surprised me, uh, Cleveland. Ooh, great call. I mean, they don't have Colin Sexton, and that that was like their number. There's young like their, bull, baby. Yeah, their main guy coming into the league, and he hasn't played yet. Then you got guys like Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, just stepping up and doing their thing, and then Jared Allen. That, like that acquisition, all star, all star, yeah. all like, He is on. He's like the cheaper Rudy Gobert, and like some Defensive say, like player of the year, man. Yeah, like and say some say like I, like I see a lot of similarities in their game, and I'm assuming oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know contracts, but I'm assuming Jared Allen's a lot cheaper than Rudy. Yeah, so yes. Cleveland. I think, I, I think the way right. Cleveland, they they have a genuine team, man. Yeah. Like it's really, and they got big guys. Like they play so big. They got like Jared yeah. Allen, Evan Mobley, who's a seven footer, Jaron Allen, who like a seven footer, and then they got Laurie Markkinen, who's like a yeah. seven footer, yeah. and they got like Darius Garland, who's just an absolute hooper. Yeah, and then they got like I think they got like Okoro or someone, and like Shady Osman. I don't know who they else they got, but they just got a good team, cohesive unit, and they. They work. They're a hard team to score against because mm-hmm. they just pack the lanes up, and it's like and okay, you, protect. Yeah, you can, yeah. Like who's gonna get like past Allen? Okay, then there's Mobley. It's like oh, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. not laying this ball. Who isn't playing like a rookie, by the way? Oh no, Evan he's Mobley. great. Who, who, who's your pick for rookie of the year? I mean, just I mean, you could you don't I don't know if you know, but I mean, like I'm just curious to know. Um, like there's only three that you can really pick from, in my opinion. Okay, well, I think Evan Mobley is up there. I, I know Scotty, Scotty Barnes. And then Kate Cunningham. I feel like I like the only three, really, that I would pick that can be picked from. Yeah, I remember there was someone else. Jalen Green? Was, no, that was my pick at the start of the year. I, that was my – I thought he – dude, I thought he was going to be rookie of the year, too. Like he, yeah. I mean, he's playing better now a little bit, but, like, he, he got injured and then like he came back and he just wasn't really playing with the same aggression that he had before. But yeah, but I would probably pick, I'd probably pick Evan Mobley just because he's, has he like missed a lot of time this year? Mm-hmm. No. Cause like, I'm thinking like K took a couple of weeks to come in mm-hmm. and then Scotty Barnes has kind of slowed down a little bit, but I think Evan Mobley's like, from what I follow has kept it pretty, he's consistent, pretty consistent. Yeah. Year. 
I, in my opinion, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think Mobley's sick. I just really like the way Scotty plays. Yeah. I think I, I think Mobley, I think Mobley and Scotty really don't play like rookies at all. Yeah. Like it's pretty amazing to me because they're like they play like I mean Scott Evan Mobley's like a center and and Scotty's like a kind of like a small forward, I guess power forward, but like they they're not afraid, man. And it's no. so it's so sick. Like it's like, oh my god, like straight up rookies just not afraid to go right through your chest and and get a bucket. It's sweet. Yeah. So yeah, I uh for some I haven't I've played fantasy, but I don't I don't like watch a ton of games. Yeah. So I'd probably pick Mobley. Um yeah, no, I mean but, it, I think it'll be a close one, honestly. Yeah. I think Cade also can make a run for it because he's yeah. he's trying to play pretty good right now, yeah. too. I have Cade on my on my team and like I, I see the way I see the stat lines he puts up and he's just like impressive. It's impressive uh, for yeah. rookie, like it's pretty good. And a lot of people said that he would come in pro ready. Like he mm-hmm. you he wouldn't really look out of place. Yeah. For like a rookie point guard leading a team, a shitty team. Two in the Pistons. Yeah. So, and yeah, I think he's been doing his part. Yeah. But I also think uh, we can be happy with the pick the Raptors did. Not picking yeah. up Jalen Suggs and getting Scotty Barnes. Yeah, a lot. Because that was a lot. Yeah, of- that, was a, that was super controversial when that first yeah. came out, dude. Like, people were like, how could you pass up? Because, dude, as soon as Jalen Suggs hit that half-court buzzer beater. Yeah. LA, it was his like stock just went I know, up. I know it was like his exactly, man. Everyone was like, This guy's gonna be like, and even I was like, Man, how do you pass up on Jalen Suggs when you got the third pick? Yeah. And Scotty started playing, and I was like, Never mind, man. Never yeah. mind. He's the truth. I'll, I'll take, I'll take he just fits the way the Raptors play. Like, we don't need Jalen Suggs, we got Van Vliet. Like, we literally have Scott, like we got Van Vliet, we got Gary Trent Jr. We don't need other guard like yeah. that. Scotty Barnes fits right into the system and he's plays hard defensively. Great guy to have on your team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. A, a team that surprised me is Atlanta in a negative way. I think they're I gotta agree with you on that too. Yeah. What are they, 10th in the East right now? It's a weird. Lot... Eh? Like them and the Knicks, just like I thought they were gonna be top six, both of them top six or yeah. at least in the play-in spot. You know what I mean? S- some people had like as like a betting perspective based on odds. Some people bet like Atlanta to win the East because if they made they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and that mm-hmm. obviously is wasn't favored. That's why like their odds are down. But Trey Young's a dog, and they've just they're a team that has kind of they're like Cleveland's the Atlanta Hawks this year. Yeah, you know, kind of thing like a team that was kind of overlooked, but they're just playing like like they got a chip on their shoulder, and that's what. Yeah. The Hawks did, and I thought they would carry that into this season, but they haven't. They're, they're like almost out of the playing spot. They're almost like missing that completely. Yeah, they're they're just in it right now. Yeah, so so that surprises me. Like despite how good Trey Young's playing, it's just Hawks. The results just aren't coming through, and that surprises me. The Knicks are so f- pretty far behind making a playing spot, so I don't even know if they're gonna make it in there. Yeah, but I agree. Like. Trey Young was a starter all-star this year, man. But yeah, yeah, he, he doesn't really have too many guys around him. Like John Collins, like he's been he's, he hasn't had the greatest year. He's been kind of injured. I have him in fantasy, so I've kind of know like what he's been like. He's had like all right games, but like he's been kind of injured. He's got his foot yeah. problems and stuff. And like DeAndre Hunter's another guy, a lot of injuries. And I don't know, man. I feel like the pick and roll is a, is really easy to guard with him and Capello because once they keep doing it, it's just it starts to become easy to guard and easy to just know what to do, right? Yeah, 
I totally agree. But yeah, they were definitely a kind of a bust this year. Yeah. Kind of a bust. Yeah. Um, number one in the East, Miami. They uh, got a player that came back for the first time in almost a year. Uh, Victor Oladipo makes this made a season debut. He finished with eleven points, four assists, fifty-seven percent shooting, two for three from three, with mi- limited minutes, fifteen. Eleven points, fifteen minutes with four four assists. Yeah, I mean, for a guy who had it was like quad surgery he had, right? If I'm not mistaken, or a quad injury. Something with his leg. You know, quite an efficient night and eleven points in fifteen minutes, like. What were your thoughts on his return and just that whole story? I mean, honest, I love Oladipo. Love him. Loved him since he was a Pacer. Great player, man. Like, so much athleticism. Kind of sad to see him hurt. But, bro, now that he's playing on Miami, Miami is scary, bro. Bro, and the fact that they've Miami quit. Is, they, have, they have Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo. They got Tyler Hero. They got PJ Tucker. They got Victor. They got guys that can straight up just play basketball yeah. on yeah. both ends. Like de- defend, it's gonna be hard to score on us, and we can also score the basket pretty freaking easily, man. Yeah. So it's like when playoff time comes around, man. Like they're gonna be. They might go for another run, like they did when they played the Lakers in the finals in the bubble. Because they're first in the East by they're four, three games in front of 76ers right now. And they're on pace to, to like string a couple wins here and, and get, a, get a little bit of a gap going, I feel like. Yeah, so they basically got like a trade acquisition in Oladipo because it's yeah. right around the deadline, I assume. Yeah. And just they're, all, they're already first yeah. in the East and they just got their – a dog at returning and hopefully he can stay healthy. And that's yeah, just like, like he scary. might even like the heat were doing really good. Like they've had like yeah. some injury issues this year too. And like they, they've had guys coming off the bench who have just like balled out for them. Yeah. So like, it, it's pretty impressive to see how they've kept it going. And like, I love Kyle Lowry, like, cause he's a Raptor forever, man. But like, he's, he's a pretty good fit there in Miami. And like, they're going to be scary in the playoffs, man. Like straight up, like you don't want to play them in a seven game series. Cause they're just all dogs. Like Oladipo just is gonna fit in that system. Like once he's healthy enough to start, that's a scary starting lineup, dude. <laughs> like straight up, that's a it's a well-rounded team. It really is. Um, your sons. There's always I feel like I I follow your stories. I follow your Twitter. I hear you speak out about them. That's my that's and my, yeah. I still feel like I'm not hearing about them enough. Like, are they, it's a bit sad. It's a bit sad. Are they like, what do you think is the deal with them? Like just not getting the attention you feel they deserve. Uh, I feel like people just, I don't know how, what, I don't know, man. I actually don't know. I feel like people just don't, they're not like flashy with what they do. They just get the job done. Yeah. And that's why like Chris Paul has been doing this for so long. So it's like, it's, it's not really surprising. Like he's just a, literally the point God, bro. And then Devin Booker is just coming into his prime now, so it's just getting scary. And then they got DeAndre, they got they got DeAndre Ayton, who's just a great big, and now he's starting to shoot threes and stuff. It's like this is crazy. And now they got Mikel Bridges, who's one of the best defenders in the league, honestly, in my opinion. And then they got like Jay Crowder, who's just a playoff dog. 
And, I, and then they got guys who come off the bench and they just played Milwaukee. I watched their game on Sunday. I think they played and they didn't have Devin Booker, Chris Paul, or Cam Johnson, who's shooting like a ridiculous percentage. Yeah, I saw that buzzer beat against the Knicks. Yeah, that like was he, a crazy finish. Yeah, that, that, that was that was without Devin Booker and Chris Paul too. And like they, they were able to clutch that, that win there. That's pretty crazy. But like he's shooting a ridiculous percentage from three. And uh, they, they, they lost to Milwaukee, but that whole game, like, it was back and forth, back and forth. And this was against a straight-up healthy Milwaukee team. I think they are missing maybe two guys from their bench, but they had Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. So, like, they are pretty much full form. And it's impressive to see that their bench, like, you know if your team's doing good without some of your star players, you have a good system. Yeah. You just got a good, good culture, good system rolling, and that's what I feel the Suns have, and that's why I just respect their game so much. But – it's because they're in the West. People are going to like the the Warriors. They're going to like the Lakers. So it's kind of hard for them to get that kind of, I don't know, attention from everyone, right? Because everyone wants to see, like, LeBron and, like, Steph Curry. Like, no one really care, cares about, like, Devin Booker and Chris Paul. And I can't believe they didn't. I don't know why they weren't starting in the Austin game. I have no idea. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I have no idea why Andrew Wiggins is starting in the all-star game over Devin Booker or Chris Paul. I have no idea. That baffles me. I, I, I was no I was just as surprised. I was like, the, the, the I just I just player. don't understand. Like when the Warriors were so good, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, without a doubt, they're playing, they're starting an all-star game. Yeah. Why is it different with Devin Booker and Chris Paul? I don't know. Yeah. Like the know. best players on the best team in the West. And like they're not starting. Yeah, not that's one crazy, of them. Dude. That's not crazy. one of them. Like not that's even if, at least if one of them was starting, right? Like it's like okay, at least one of them because yeah. Steph Curry is the other point guard, you know. But it's like you're not even gonna have Steph Curry and Devin Booker. You're gonna have because, like Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins. Like this is insane to me, man. Because isn't Booker like a guard forward or whatever? He's a, like he's, he's a shooting guard, point guard. So he's like he's like he doesn't play like forward like. Oh okay, I thought he was like, like a. Chris Paul, Chris Paul is just like a point guard, so like yeah, they kind of took his spot there. I thought he was like a shooting guard, small forward hybrid. No, no, no. He's straight up. I mean, he could probably play like small forward. But I mean, he's. I don't think he's any like bigger or smaller than Andrew Wiggins. So I think they, like I don't know what but, Andrew like, Wiggins yeah. is doing there. Yeah, that no, I, I, I don't know. It was definitely weird to me. I I did not understand that at all, but. Andrew Wiggins is having a good year, but like, come on, man! Like, he's plays having a pretty good year, like shooting the three ball and playing defense. Like, you know. Yeah. Do you think time zones have something to do with that? Like, the East Coast isn't necessarily up to cover the West Coast times, because dude, like that could totally be a reason. Like, hundred percent. Like, think about how many people watch the basketball in the East. Like, yeah, like. Like Don't New York's a big market, but it's like they'd have to stay up till ten thirty to, to see watch, yeah, to watch it up till like one, right? Yeah, Phoenix tip off, and it's like, hey, I'm not, I don't want to do this. So, like, do you think that has a big part in it? I, I could definitely see that having a big part in it, but like that's why, like, I guess the most people that watch the games in the West are watching teams like Warriors or or like Lakers, Lakers or yeah. even the Grizzlies. Man, like the Grizz are getting like. A lot of attention now because of yeah. John Moran. He, I, dude, I keep thinking about this, man. Like, I'm like, imagine if the Vancouver Grizzlies were the Memphis Grizzlies and this team was here. Oh, man, I'd have a John Moran jersey on all the time, bro. That's what I'm saying is that I think an NF, NBA team would, because people are like, we tried it once and it failed. Why would we do it again? And I'm like, 
the Raptors come and play here every preseason and Rogers sells out. Yeah. Like we, even if we got an expansion team, 90% of people would be coming. Like if L if the Lakers Bro, came, to- every, the arena would sell out because they'd want to see LeBron play. Like yeah. if whatever team KD's on, everyone's going to watch KD. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like it's just, it's so stupid to me how the Canadian market and the NBA is so small, man. It's it's yeah. so underappreciated too because it's literally called the NBA, the National right. Basketball whatever Association, and it's like, bro, like the NHL has like a ton of, I mean, a good amount of Canadian teams, but a ton of American teams too. It's like, where's this balance? I like you could argue that the basketball market is bigger than the hockey market here in Vancouver. Everyone talks about basketball like a shit ton of people talk about the sport well, dude, they love the sport it, it's growing in Canada, yeah. like just in general like in montreal like we could have a team in vancouver and a team in montreal and grow two more teams in canada have three teams yeah. in total. it would be sick it would yeah. literally be sick because we i would go watch basketball games man like yeah. hell yeah man hell it's yeah. yeah it baffles me that people are against a team it is what it is, though. I mean, we, we, there, there would be 16 teams in the West, 16 teams in the East if we had a Montreal and Vancouver team added. That's not making that big of a difference, man. That's yeah. that's adding that's adding layers to the NBA right there. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, I totally agree. But to carry on with Memphis, do you think that they're the truth? Like, do you think they can contend, or are they just a team that's kind of hot right now? No, they can contend easily, bro. I genuinely think so because they got a bench. One thing you got to like, one thing is like, you have to have guys that could come off your bench. Cause like when, when, when stuff shit hits the fan and like, let's say, cause in the playoffs, man, you, your top guys can get injured for a game. They can miss a game or two. And those one game or two can make a huge difference in the outcome of the series. Right. So if you can have guys that can play and replace your top guys, then you're then you're in good shape, and I feel like John Morant, unreal. That guy, you know how you're so talking good. about a guy that, you know how you're talking about a guy that's aggressive, uh, Mikey yeah. Mikey Williams, Mike Williams. Yeah, that guy. That is one thing I fear about John Morant. That nah. guy plays so aggressive, man. Like I don't want to see he, him get hurt, but like gives damn, me D bro, like, Rose vibes. Gives me D Rose vibes, and I'm scared. Yeah, like I don't want to see him get hurt because he is. I think he is genuinely going to be one of the best players in the league in a couple of years. Like he is. He's already. I don't yeah. know why people aren't talking about him more in the MVP race because I understand Philly, you know, Joel Embiid's having a year. Jokic won it last year, and they're talking about him again. But when you're looking at straight up most valuable, imagine Memphis without John Morant. I, I mean, think, like, yeah. I don't think they'd be second in the West. No, like, I don't no think. I don't think they'd they'd have an unreal record of forty four and twenty two. Like that is that is not easy, man. Like to have that kind of record nowadays and ha- play with that kind of consistency, and it's like they are, man. They beat top teams too. Like they don't beat like easy, like the easy yeah. ones. They beat like good teams, and they're just a they. They don't stop playing, and they got this guy in Desmond Bain who I don't even know where he came from, man. But this guy can shoot the ball like crazy. You got Jaron Jackson Jr., who's like a good up and coming big man now. And they oh my got guy. Like, I think one of the. He's like the fan favorite almost. Steven Adams. That guy. Oh is, my God. I love Aquaman, dude. I love that guy. Dude, he offensive. Just, dude, he he gets the offensive rebounds. Yeah. Like he's tough as nails. Like, yeah. I think he's like a guy who it's just 
how how can I compare him to someone in hockey? But he's just a guy who's he's there for the boys. He's like, no one touches my guy. Like uh, if like, I'm trying to think. Kind of like a kind of like a Shen, eh? Like a Luke Shen. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Well, just like just like a big guy that like no one's touching. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, you, like, yeah, like if you touch my guy, then like you're going. I'm gonna six, grab you. Yeah, and just, you're going six feet under, dude. Like, like he's putting guys beneath the dirt. If you like, yeah. he, like he's there for his guys, and I think that's huge for locker room chemistry. Just knowing that, like, yeah. you have someone who's like who's truly got your back. Yeah. And then John Morant, small school guys always play with a chip on their shoulder because they've had. The, to prove themselves, right? they've had to prove themselves and they've had to put the team on their back and they've had to carry teams not as good and like that carries well into the nba because you got you still got that dog mentality yeah so i, I just think memphis is really set up for they're set up for the next couple of years bro too like yeah. i feel like they, they, they just got to sign those guys they got yeah. They have a new coach too, and I think he's doing a great job with what they they got going over there. And it's they look like they have fun too when they play, man. And that's what I envy. I'm like, damn, man. Like, like you know, you watch the Lakers play, and sometimes they just don't look like they're having fun out there, man. Yeah. And it's like, no, like to win games, to win the important ones, you got to have a cohesive unit of guys that are willing to play for each other and have fun doing it. And that's just what the Memphis Grizzlies look like to me, man. Straight mm-hmm. up. I I totally they, agree. You know, they always they're willing to pass the ball to the next guy for a better shot. You know what I yep. mean? Like they're not it's good to see. Yeah. And I'm happy for him, man. Like John Morant, he, I he came out of nowhere, dude. Like Zion over Jaw, like nah, man. Jaw over Zion. <laughs> it's looking that way, man. Yeah, it's, man. it's truly looking that way. I mean, Zion's it- looking like he might want to leave the Pelicans too, man. Yeah. Man. Why 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 are you so picky, bro? Do you think a lot? I've heard some people say like he'll sign his like max or like get his money and then ask for a trade like after a year. Like people are saying that because that's like uh, a tip. I really hope not. Hope he doesn't do the Pelicans dirty like that. Yeah, I mean, that'd, yeah, that'd be gross. But I mean, he he's had so many injury like health issues and stuff too. So it's like, I mean, the Pelicans are doing good right now though. They're they're playing for a playing spot. So I don't think he's coming back this year though. He might be. I don't know, but. They got they got CJ McCollum from the trade deadline, who's straight up baller, and now they got Brandon Ingram, who's sick, and they got like Jonas Valanciunas, who played on the Raptors, good centerman, Easy. they got a good rookie and Herb Jones, so like they're they're an okay team. But if Zion plays with them and like comes back firing, they they could contend, like not contend, but they could secure a playoff spot next year and have some fun with it for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Is there anything else in the NBA you want to talk about? Hmm. Ah man, I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we covered a lot of bases on that, yeah, man. Also, DeRozan. DeRozan's another MVP candidate, in yeah. my opinion. Don't forget about the Toronto guy over there. Not actually from Toronto, but guy's a Raptor at heart, dude. Yeah. So I love seeing him do his thing in Chicago right now. He's playing unreal this year. I agree. Uh, what are your finals picks for the NBA right now? If you had to pick. Suns. Suns Philly. Suns Philly, yeah, I like that. I think I I I think we could see a Suns Bucks rematch, and it can. I was gonna it, say I was gonna swing the Suns other way. Bucks. I was think I was gonna say Suns Bucks, but I could also see the Heat, bro. Like if they oh, can, dude, play, if, the, if the Heat can, stay, it's if the Heat can stay healthy. That's just all it is. If the Heat can yeah. genuinely stay healthy this year, like through the playoffs, 
uh that's that i would probably take them over the suns too bro because like that's a that you don't want to play that team in seven games like straight yeah. up like they're so and they got like their coach like uh i forgot his name some spolster and he's so he's such a good coach he's been with the miami heat for so long yeah and like he just he's created a culture there and it's just they play hard so 100 percent, i totally agree with you there but uh i wanna i'm gonna play a game with you emil Let's do you're it. Gonna partake. Uh, so you're going to pick one. That's what we're going to start. Retired or current? Current. Current. All right. We'll start there and we'll uh, flip flop. And this is all depending on how you do on the first one. Cause I have two for each okay. and we'll see how you do on the what first the one. What are the rules? <laughs> Am I just going to figure you it out? You are going to guess the player's career path. So I'm going to give you a player's career path and you have to guess who that player is. Okay. I, have, I have a current NBA, current NHL, and a retired NBA, retired NHL. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm going to give you all the teams that this player has played for. Yeah. And you have to guess who it is. Okay. And you know these players. You know them. Okay. Yeah, no worries. So, all right. So the first one, current NBA. Current NBA. Or uh, what do you want? NBA or NHL? What one do you want? Oh, NBA. We just talked about NBA. Yeah. So All right. So Sacramento, Miami, Portland, back to Sacramento, and is now playing in Utah. Who is this player? Dude, what? Sacramento. And oh. I can give you one hint per each. If. And he currently plays on the Utah Jazz. Yes. Wow. Huh. Current NBA player. Played on Portland. Played on Sacramento. Plays on Utah. Huh. Yeah, can I get a hint? He plays in the front court. Plays in the front court. So he's a forward center kind of guy. Yeah. Oh my God, bro. What the hell? Okay. Why am I feel like when you're going to, if you tell me this, I'm going to like be like, are you kidding me? Um, Sacramento, then to Miami, then to Portland, then back to Sacramento. What a, what a trek this guy's been through. And he currently plays on Utah. And for a stint period of time, I'll give you another one. He's quite dominant at his position. Okay, he's a forward, right? So I'm why am I thinking Mike Conley right now? But it's not Mike Conley. I know it isn't. Forward, man. Anytime you oh Whiteside, Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot he played for, for, for Utah, man. Oh yeah, boy, buddy. Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside. You're playing honest there. You're not going on your little screen behind. Hey, buddy, me. I'll show you right now. I'll show you right now. <laughs> I believe in you. No, but yeah. Well done, Hassan Whiteside. Did he just get traded to the Utah Jazz? Yeah, he's. I think this is like within his first year on Utah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was thinking like Rudy Gobert, but I was like, no way, man. Like yeah. he has not traveled that much. Yeah. Okay, Hassan right. Whiteside. That's hilarious, man. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, so we'll uh we'll go to retired NHL. Retired NHL. Okay, flipping the switch. Flipping the switch completely. Yeah. Um, Calgary to Pittsburgh. 
to Boston to Colorado and retired in LA. Started in Calgary? Yeah. They're retired? <laughs> He's retired. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> five teams, five different teams. Put on oh retired in LA? Yeah. Is it a Ginla? Yeah, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's go, buddy. <laughs> Let's Atta go. Boy. Well done. <laughs> All right, so we'll, uh, we'll stay and retire, but we'll go NBA. Oh, dude, yeah, this one's going to be hard. Boston to Brooklyn to Washington. Retired in, uh, a Clipper. Retired a Clipper? Oh, my gosh. Oh, dude, you're doing me dirty with this one. Retired a Clipper. I'm really not. Oh, Wait, what? Say the teams again. <laughs> Boston, Brooklyn, Washington, Clippers. Is it Pierce? Paul Pierce? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> let's go. Atta boy. Let's go. Let's do it. Atta boy. All right, last one here. Uh, current NHLer. Yeah. Anaheim. Hopefully I get this one. <laughs> Dallas, Montreal, and is playing in Tampa. Oh, Corey Perry. boy. Well That's done. Cool. As soon as you said Montreal, Tampa, I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> know who that guy is. I wanted to do relevant NHL players. I no, don't that was, dude, those, are, those are perfect players to pick because they weren't too tough, but they had to make me think. Really got you on the Hassan Whiteside dude, one. The Hassan, it, was, it was the Sacramento to Portland back to Sacramento. I was like, yeah. who has done that? Like, yeah. who, has, who went to Sacramento? Who wanted to go to Sacramento twice? No one. I was going to give you Yager. And he played on like he was a suitcase at the end. I I, I feel like that would have been too easy. Cause it's I feel like, like I would have forgot that I would have been like, who the hell is this guy? And I'd be like, yeah. oh, Yager. Because technically he's not like retired yet. He's still playing in the cave. over in Europe. So it's like fuck. But that's a good but, game. I like that. Yeah. What a way to end the show, Emil. Um that's fun. That's fun. Feel, feel free to plug anything you're working on and uh okay, where people can find now. you. You can find me on Instagram, Emil underscore Tracy. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I think it's Emil Tracy underscore. And uh, yeah, see what I'm thinking. See what I'm up to. Yeah. Tweets a lot about the Suns. So you can catch them. Uh, Love the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Catch them tweeting on the Suns, uh, about the Suns. But I'll put his uh, links and everything in the description. Uh, everyone, you know where to follow me on Instagram at Jevin.lefave on Twitter at Jevin Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at left side heavy underscore. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube. If you're listening, head over to the YouTube channel, watch YouTube. Uh, you catch full episode, full video of the episodes. And uh, be sure to subscribe, ring the bell, like, comment, subscribe, do all, like, do yeah, everything. <laughs> do all that jazz. Help the homie and out. And be sure to leave a rate and review on everywhere you get your podcast. Helps go the show. Emil, once again, thanks for coming on, buddy. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure, man. I love being on here. For sure, buddy. For sure. Playoff, playoffs are coming around the corner, bud. Oh, playoffs are coming up. But we're gonna do it. We're gonna do a big pod. You gotta get on uh, for the playoffs. And Timmy on yeah. Here. For sure, for sure. Recurring guests, Timmy and Ani. 100%. Hundy <laughs> P. All right, sweet. Uh, yeah, folks, appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.